Hey everyone, business owners, ladies, entrepreneurs, mothers, and maybe even a few men. I'm Megan Lockhart, the creator of Hello Life Academy, and welcome to our show. I'm gonna talk about all things life and business with a little bit of mom stuff too, every Monday and Friday. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and tag us on social media using hashtag Hello Life Academy so we can celebrate everything that you're doing in your life and business. Enjoy the episode and check out more resources at hellolifeacademy.com. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining me today, Leanne. I'm excited to have you on the show. I'm excited to be here. And, you know, I I have been following you for almost two years on Instagram specifically, and I've asked you, I've personally reached out to you about divorce questions and relationship questions. And today I'm, I'm so, so excited to give our audience the opportunity to hear what kind of questions can come up before they even venture into that divorce spot. So tell us who you are, what you do, and where you live, and all those good things like a dating app. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm Leanne Townsend. I am a family law lawyer uh, and a divorce strategist uh, in Toronto, Canada. And I practice, uh, you know, my main type of business is family law, but I consider myself an entrepreneur as well. I, I do, you know, speaking engagements, run workshops, um, and, you know, do all sorts of programs centered around divorce and supporting people, but particularly women uh, through the divorce process because it is such a stressful time in people's lives. And um, so I figured anything I could do to help make it easier for people uh, makes me feel good too. That's awesome. Do you know I'm from Timmins, Ontario? Oh, really? Yeah. Have you ever been? I have not. I try to avoid going farther, any farther north than I have to, but... Uh. There's, there's a joke in Ontario. I think it's like north of seven. Don't go north of seven. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, exactly. I got made fun of a lot when I grew up for, for being so far north. You know... I I really do love what you do. And I've watched, you know, you're launching a podcast, you do have a blog, you're all over the internet. And that's really, really inspiring. And a lot of uh, the people listening are entrepreneurs. So they're women, they're starting their businesses, or they've been in business for a little while. And one of the main reasons, from what I've seen is because they want to experience that financial freedom. So, you know, in, in your experience, how, when women start stepping into their power in their marriage, um, what happens? What do you see happen? Um, well, it's really interesting um, because, you know, I find when, when women reach that point where they really are stepping into their power and growing, um, it can make or break the marriage. And, and unfortunately, I mean, maybe it's just the line of work that I'm in. I'm only seeing the breaks, but I get a lot of clients, a lot of particularly female clients that come through the door and they are, they're, they're growing and they're really stepping into, you know, who they were always meant to be and their full power and their partner, um, you know, doesn't like it, um, you know, wants kind of the old person back, um, is threatened by it. Or sometimes it's not even just so much that they're just complete, the person might just be completely outgrowing their partner. Their partner isn't growing along with them. And so they've outgrown that person and they're looking at their life and thinking, do I really want to be with this person, you know, the rest of my life when they're not prepared to grow and they just kind of want to stay the way they are. Yeah, that that kind of being on the path with someone and someone's a little bit further ahead than you and they they're not willing to kind of come along for the ride with you. So, you know, when people generally reach out to you, because I saw that you have discovery sessions on your website, which I think is such a good idea. Um, when they reach out to you, what do you feel is one of the 
common questions that they're like, like this is it? Um, I'd say most of the questions usually come from a place of fear, first of all. So when people are reaching out to me, they're often in a state of fear of, of the unknown because, you know, separation is, is a big change and there's a lot of unknowns. So most of the questions center around um, two things. I mean, one is usually to do with their children. They're fearful that they're going to have less time with their children or lose custody of their children. And then the other one that's, you know, equally asked is usually about money because divorce really is, in a lot of ways, it's, a, it's, a, it's all about money and, and how much money each person is going to end up with. And so so a lot of people are, you know, afraid that it's going to financially devastate them or how are they going to survive and support themselves and support their kids. And, you know, that's a, a real big question that a lot of people reach out and ask about. Yeah, I have to, I, I want to spend some time here because personally that question comes up in my head all the time because how do you know when it's the right time to contact a lawyer or can you do it on your own? Uh, well, you can do it on your own. And in fact, you know, you, you should do it on your own because you, you're going to get confidential advice. And I mean, I have a bias being a lawyer, but I, I do think that, you know, if you're thinking about separating or you think, you know, it's at all in your mind, I think it's informative to reach out and have a consultation. Um, and because I always say knowledge is power. So if you if you're sitting around and you're fearful and you're worried about how much money you're going to end up with and you're worried about what's going to happen to your kids and you're worried about whether the, the gift of money that your parents gave you is going to end up in your spouse's hand, like the only way to, to put those fears to bed is to talk to a lawyer. And, you know, just because you have an initial consultation, it doesn't commit you to anything. It doesn't mean you have to retain the lawyer and suddenly be starting a court application and a divorce. It just, all it is is you get information. And there's a lot of lawyers who will give um, like a free initial consultation um, or, you know, the, a reduced fee for the initial consultation. Um, and so you don't even necessarily have to pay. But I always say, even if it costs you, you know, three or $400 for that initial consultation, it's money well spent just to get the information. And, you know, you can even get tips on a strategy so that if you do decide to leave, not maybe not now, but down the road, you know some of the things that you need to do to, to prepare in advance. Yeah, I think I think that's that's really, really important. I've had a few conversations with people and they're like, you just need to talk to someone, you give advice, you coach people through this. That's what lawyers are are for as well. Like they give you the information. But it just it just feels so scary. Cause I feel and I, I'm I don't I hope this doesn't offend you, but I feel like bringing that lawyer into it, you're like, whoa that feels scary, that feels big. Do, do you feel, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it, people feel that it's it's serious. I mean, usually you don't have a lawyer involved in something unless it is serious. But, you know, I think people just need to remind themselves they don't have to retain the lawyer and, and not to be afraid of lawyers. I mean, I always... <laughs> I always think I'm like warm and fuzzy and, and not intimidating, but you know, I do understand a lot of people are afraid of lawyers. And I mean, if you, you know, if you end up going through a separation or divorce, like the, the lawyer is there to really help you. So you, you want to feel comfortable with him or her. And as I say, like, I mean, you're the, I always tell people you're the client, like, don't be, don't be intimidated by your lawyer or afraid of a lawyer. Like you're the client, you're the one paying, you know, for the service. So just like any other service where you're a client, um, you know, remember you're the one in charge. I, I have to ask a question that, that's coming up for me and I think it'll come up for some other people, but 
what about the women who are starting their businesses and they don't have money? Like they really don't have the money. And you know, there's all those shows that are like, well, he'll have to pay your lawyer fees, but how, how do they handle that? Like, what are some of the options that they can, they can get? Um, well, I mean, they may qualify for legal aid. I mean, um, here in Ontario, um, you know, stay at home moms, for example, generally qualify for legal aid so they could get funding for a lawyer that way. Um, you know, another thing I do tell people is if they're planning on leaving, they may want to start like putting some money aside in a bank account in their own name so that they've stockpiled. Even though, you know, in the family law process, like things are supposed to, you know, play out a certain way financially. And if you don't have any money and you can't afford a lawyer, it should be coming out of, you know, the net family Mm-hmm. Um, you know, funds and property, it, it, you know, it can't, if you have a spouse who's going to play games and, and make it hard for you, the reality is, especially in the short term, that will happen because the whole process takes a very, it takes a very long time to go from separation to a final outcome, particularly if you're in conflict. So mm-hmm. um, if there's a lot of conflict and hostility, um, you don't want to be relying on your partner for money for your lawyer uh, as best as possible. Yeah, you're fighting, and then you're like, "Can I have? Can I have four hundred dollars to get to, <laughs> to fight you? To yeah. fight you? To, to you know, fight my battles?" So, I really wanted to focus on that pre-divorce process or the or the strategies. And you know, you had mentioned some things like schedule that consult, get that in. But maybe even before that, you you know, save some money. What are some other things that women can do to make sure they're kind of sort of protecting themselves in that pre-divorce phase? They want to make sure that they're familiar with the family finances. They want to know what money is coming into the home, you know, not just their own money, but their spouse's money, Um, what investments there are, uh, pensions, RRSPs. They they want to be on top of all like cash inflows and outflows and what debt there is and, and things like that because I've had situations too where clients are really surprised to find out that their partner owes you know hundreds of thousands to Revenue Canada that they had no idea about and, and that affects the divorce settlement so you want to start looking like if you haven't been actively involved in the finances start looking at those bank statements that come in start looking at those credit card statements that come in look at your spouse's tax returns as well as your own um, and you know, get a get a, a handle on all of that. Ideally, before you leave, so that you you know what's there. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that <laughs> that sent some triggers and some feelings in my spine. Um, and I I didn't want to talk about this, but I'm going to. I think it's important. What if you don't have access to any of that? Uh, well, you you need that's that to me is a flag. Um, I would say that that is is a flag in a relationship because that's something you both should have access to. Even if you didn't necessarily care and, and weren't interested, you should at least have access. So if you don't have access, um, I mean, obviously if you start asking for access, that's going to be a flag to your partner. Like, oh, why, why, why is she now interested in this? She wasn't interested in it before. Um, but I mean, the only way you're going to find out is by, by seeing it. And I think, you know, anytime you're in a relationship where there's a, a power imbalance and, and the reality is money is power. I, I you know, it, it, it's a currency in our society. Money is power. And if you're in a relationship, often the person who, you know, if there's a big, you know, discrepancy between what one person earns and the other, there often can be a power imbalance imbalance as a result of that and um, it, you know more so if you don't even 
know what's going on with the finances. So, uh, you know, it may raise issues with your partner if you suddenly start wanting access to that. But then what if they say no, then, you know, what does that say? You have to kind of think about that as well. And, um, and that's, I, when I just, they, that's when they call you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, I think I need a lawyer now. Yeah. That's important. <laughs> So, and you had talked about the power imbalance and money is power. So when a woman starts her business and she starts, maybe, you know, she was staying at home or she was making just maybe a little bit of money and then it changes, what happens with her finances and things like that when she gets, if she's thinking about getting divorced and he's made money for years and years and years and she's just starting her business, like what, what happens? How can she protect herself? Um, well, I mean, at the end of the day, if she starts making more money, um, that's going to, you know, be a factor in any sort of separation. So, I mean, it, it could end up meaning she ends up getting less spousal support. If she does really, really well, maybe she'll end up having to pay spousal support. Um, you know, and it could affect how much child support she receives. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, do you want to, you know, I would say to people, like, do you want to just sit around and not pursue your goals and not achieve things because you want to try and get as much money as possible out of somebody, you know, else, or do you just want to go for it? And, you know, at the end of the day, I think having financial independence is always helpful. So even if you end up getting less spousal support because you built something yourself, then so be it, you know, mm -hmm. you'll, you'll feel better about having your own business and whatnot anyway. Yeah, I love that you're saying that because I think there is a lot of fear like, well, I don't want to start my business if I leave. And I'm, I, I hear that too. And I'm not a lawyer at all. And I'm like, no, just do it. Like you're going to, it's going to work out. I think like it, it would work out better if you follow your dreams, you're going to get your power back and you'll get your communication back and things will shift. So exactly. And I mean, a lot of businesses, you know, I would say most businesses, they take a while to really get up and running and start being lucrative. So why not have those early years when maybe you're not making as much money, like you're in the relationship and you're getting it started. And so, um, you know, because it can be a struggle, you know, living on your own when you're just starting a business and you don't have those consistent, um, you know, cash flows. Yeah, yeah, that could be really scary. It's like those first three, five years and you're just building and building and it's, um, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to watch what happens when a woman starts her business though. Yes. Like it, it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting and I, and I know of a couple women, um, just for example, who have network uh, marketing type businesses mm -hmm. and they were in very traditional marriages um, and you know they stayed at home, even homeschooled kids and stuff like that and then they got involved with a company and they built something up and started making some really good money because they were really good at it and the husbands did not like it and unfortunately like in the couple of cases I'm thinking of the marriages uh, didn't work out and then I know one woman who gave up her business just to make the marriage work and you know that's her choice to make and, and all of that but it's just interesting what can happen. Yeah I mean everybody makes their own paths and their own journey it's just hard to watch when somebody's worked so hard for things and um, shift their choices but it's it's all good. So in terms of resources and tips for women I, I was on your website but where what would you say someone you know if they're scrolling at night they're doing that midnight scroll and they they don't want to call a lawyer yet where would they where would they really go? Um, I mean, there's a lot of great information online. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, it doesn't replace a lawyer um, as much as 
people would like to say that. And as much as I find as a lawyer, it can get annoying people, you know, Googling and, you know, them and their friends and family playing lawyer <laughs> and all of that. But at the end of the day, there is a wealth of information there. I mean, you can pretty much Google any legal topic and pull up all sorts of stuff. And I know here in Ontario, and I would think it's probably the same, you know, all across Canada and, and in the United States, you know, there, you can pull up the site of, like in, in Ontario, it would be the Ministry of the Attorney General, and they'll tell you from beginning to end how a court, um, you know, matter proceeds, what forms you need. It gives you, you know, just general information. So if you just plug in keywords like, you know, custody or support, um, you'll pull stuff up. And I should also mention, like in Canada, um, child support is based on the federal child support guidelines, which is a document you can easily find online. It's on the government's website, and it shows you, you know, based on income, based on how many children there are, how much child support you would be entitled to. Um, well, it's like the child's entitled to it, but if you're the, the custodial parent, um, and it's also spousal support calculators so there's a lot of stuff that's just free online that you know can, people can use to really get some basic information yeah I, I've been on those too it's it, yeah they're kind of you're like whoa that's crazy because sometimes I think for a lot of women in situations they don't realize that they have like they're gonna be okay yeah for sure I mean they're they're fearing the worst right and they don't they don't realize and um, you know and I think unfortunately it can also go the other way sometimes they they're surprised to see what they get but then it's I always say it's still better to know and then you can plan uh -huh. accordingly and you know rather than be taken off you know by surprise down the road if you if you end up separating yeah again knowledge is power like yeah. just the more you know but it is so funny about the friends and family it's like the, what, what <laughs> you heard that 20 years ago maybe that's not still accurate or still relevant and everybody has an opinion or something and it's like it drives me crazy because i have time <laughs> and i you know i'll speak to them on the phone or i'll email them with a message of something and then i can tell they've gone and they've spoken to their you know three divorced friends <laughs> who are experts on divorce and, you know, they come back with all these things and it just complicates it and it fuels their fire, right? Because, you you know, in some cases you're getting them close to maybe recognizing they're not going to get everything they want. They can fight and spend money and pay me and they let me make a fortune um, or they can, you know, try and settle it and maybe give up a few things. And then they go away and their friends get them all, you know, riled up that, no, don't you let him have that and don't you agree to that. And then they're fighting, you know, tooth and nail for everything all over again. Do you feel like it's important for somebody who's going through the process to also have a, like a therapist or someone to talk to? Because those friends, like even though they love you, man, they, they can be the worst like fuel to the fire. For sure. I mean, I think any like sort of support team that you can have is, is helpful. I think a therapist is good. I mean, a coach, if that's, mm -hmm. you know, there, there are divorce coaches or life coaches and, and, you know, that can be helpful. And then and friends and family are obviously like lean on them. But I think you just want to make sure you're leaning on them just maybe more for emotional support mm -hmm. and not legal support. Because, you know, I find people get it twisted. They're, they're coming to me sometimes for emotional support and they're running up a huge bill, you know, while they vent to me about how, you know, their husband's on match.com or plenty of fish. <laughs> and like, that's where you can vent to the friends, right? You know, talk to your friends about that, not me, but, but don't talk to your friends about the legal stuff. Talk to me. I, I, I love that. Cause I can actually hear like people's voices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so funny. Uh, a half hour call about plenty of fish and then they don't, you know, 
people are upset when they get the bill, but they understand like I, when they sign my retainer that I'm paid by my time. Time and like you know, I I'm sorry, but if that's what you want to talk to me about, then we can talk about it. But you're not making the best use of your resources, then for sure. Yeah, I, I love that. I appreciate that. You know, <laughs> something that's coming up for me, and I think I don't want to use this word, but I almost think have you seen a um, almost a shift in how how things work in divorce, like almost like a trend. I've noticed a lot of different marriages kind of dissolving, and now they live just because of the cost of everything, they're like almost living together. Or they're living right next door to each other. Custody is not like one week on, one week off. So is the sky the limit when it comes to getting to that point of, of agreements? Um, well, anything's possible if the people agree. And, you know, as long as it's workable. And the reality is like men are a lot more involved with their children, mm-hmm. you know, than say my father's generation was, yeah. you know, and, and they're perfectly capable of taking really great care of their children. And so the idea that mom, you know, should be the primary caregiver or mom should have custody and dad just have access, like those days are gone. And, and as they should be, because it's good for children to have time with both parents and dads are really stepping up. So they deserve to have that time too. Yeah. And women, like even women who aren't starting businesses, women are working and we have all these different roles as men and women. So I'd imagine you have seen so many changes in the whole divorce structure and, and, and conversations. For sure. You know, the trend is to make it less adversarial and try and settle more things. And I mean, I think that's always ideal. Um, But there's always those people who want to fight. You know, that's the reality. There's always people that just won't agree and they need to have a judge tell them. Um, But to me, that should be like a very distant last resort. And, uh, you know, as I say, we're moving away from that. We're moving more towards shared custody and the recognition that children, you know, even in high conflict cases, they benefit from having time with both parents. Um, So there's there's changes that way for sure. Well, this this has been really great. So where can people find you? Uh, well, I have my main website, which is www.leantownsend.ca. Uh, I'm a partner at a firm called Brody Thorning, and I'm on their website, which is www.btlegal.ca. Uh, as you know, because that's where we met each other, I'm active on social media, Instagram, at Leanne Townsend Life, and Facebook and Twitter. But if you go to my main website, you'll find all my contact information there. I have to say I love your Instagram so much because you know if I if I were looking to hire a divorce lawyer, I can see that you are a real human as well. Like th- that intimidation factor is is gone. It and I think social media for for lawyers like this is so cool. This is a time where you can show people that you're not a scary person sitting there and saying nope, this is how it's done. Because I don't know that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's good that you say that because that's something I've found. Like, I feel like a lot of people that come to me who came to me from social media, they feel like they already know me yeah, and they, yeah. they don't find me intimidating. And, and, and a lot of lawyers, like I always say the legal profession, it's so behind the times. And so there aren't a ton of lawyers, in my view, um, using social media in a really productive way to, to gain business. And I, I, I think especially in family law, it's, it's a great tool because people kind of already know you. They feel like they trust you because of the content you're putting out. And so it makes it easier when they reach out to you. Yeah, you're doing a fantastic job. If you, you should almost start a whole other side business teaching like lawyers. And, and I, I thought of that. <laughs> if, if, I ever, if I can find the time, I would like to do that because uh, I, I, I like social media too. So I would love helping other people with theirs. Yeah, it's so much fun. And, and again, I think, you know, 
you putting yourself out there on your social media and showing what you've got and and it is it's a trust factor more and more people are going to reach out to you so i love that you're doing that and thank you so much for spending time with me and answering all my questions and kind of like listening to my weird comments probably <laughs> thank you for having me on it's been a pleasure i so appreciate it so thank you I hope that was as good as it was for you as it was for me. That was so fantastic. Thank you for being an amazing human being and for listening to our show. Please leave a review so that we can always improve and make sure that we're doing a better job week by week for you. All the resources can be found at hellolifeacademy.com forward slash blog. I can't wait to hear what you thought about this week's show. It's just so